Hi, I'm Case Lowe, co-host of the Open the Voice Gate podcast. The one question I'm constantly asked when it comes to Dragon Gate is how do I get into the promotion? Well, stop asking and start listening to the Open the Voice Gate podcast released every Wednesday on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. For exclusive news and show reviews, look no further than the leader in Dragon Gate coverage, Open the Voice Gate. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. It's my music. You're listening to Music of the Mat on the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. Hello and welcome to Music of the Mat, the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling. It's all part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. I'm your host, Andrew Rich. This is episode 163, and it's another Music Memories episode. And today I'm joined by a returning guest here on the show. He is a former contributor at Voices of Wrestling. It's Andy Labar. Hello, Andy. Hello, Andrew. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I am tired. I've been doing yard work all day. We got a, a day where it wasn't too hot and also not raining. So one of like three days we get in all of the Portland area that's <laughs> like that. So did all my, my summer yard work here in the what second or third day of summer. I'm exhausted, but we'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> you take the good weather when you can, I suppose, these days. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> just the way it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Although now well, it's like fun. There's like thunderstorming uh, just about to happen. So I guess Oregon's turning into Florida. <laughs> Hopefully not too much there. So, you know. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and ways will be never that close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. Well, great to have you back on here, Andy, of course. Uh, last time you were on was a few years ago. It was the Vader episode we did, and that was a lot of fun. And um, actually, a little behind the scenes here, I was going to have you on the Lex Luger episode I did last year, but when I asked you about it, you said, no, 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 get Drew Wardlaw. He's the biggest Lex Luger fan there is, and it turns out you were right, he was. So, <laughs> and, and Drew was a great guest, of course, and that was a great episode, but um, we finally got you back on here for this one, Andy. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Drew's one of my, my best uh, buddies online. We talk every day. It's still kind of the, the Burning Spirits crew, all other than Kevin, all kind of uh, former Voices of Wrestling contributors. I think I, I also got him on, uh, or recommended him for an episode of Five Star Match Game. I don't know if that was one of the many that you've been on that he was also on, uh, but he, he performed very well on a WCW episode of that as well. So when I know he's an expert in something, I'm going to push him towards that because <laughs> it's uh, I don't want to make myself look like a fool if I know that there's someone better at a certain topic than I am. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, um, since the last time you were on, Andy, uh, you've had a pretty big change in your life because you became a dad. So congrats. Thank you. Yeah, my kid is almost 11 months. Um, I don't I don't even remember if I was married the last time that I was on either or maybe getting ready for it. So at least at some point, married, bought a house, had a kid, the original uh, American dream, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been great. Um, I, if you, anyone follows me on Twitter, I am currently locked, um, but I do post a lot of uh, cute photos and videos of uh, little Otis, named after Otis Dozovich, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, I just, I just love the name Otis. 
Otis Labar. It's such a such an old school tough guy name, yeah. Otis Labar. <laughs> he he punched out seven yeah. men once, you know. Yeah, yeah. We wanted wanted something old, and uh, it worked for many other reasons. But yeah, he's he's the best best thing that ever happened to me. So that's great. It's been a blast. Thanks for the congrats. Yeah, I think I asked this question to Steve Case when I had him on after he became a dad. Mm-hmm. Have you shown Otis any wrestling yet, or is that still a ways away? Um, probably when he was like not able to see screens because like for the first like few months or a couple months at least like you can kind of watch whatever you want and listen to whatever you want because they they, it's all just kind of like mumble jumbled sounds and and images to them um and so like he was not sleeping and so i probably watched like wrestling in the middle of the night for hours and just holding him and stuff like that um but, but since he's been more uh able to to kind of see the tv he's obsessed with like anytime my phone is on and things like that probably no wrestling um i I pretty much only let him watch baseball and that's like once (laughs) every week if that Hmm. like for a a few minutes um so not quite doing the wrestling dad thing like steve steve and his uh lovely wife uh did send me some books that they made uh, one about wrestling which was really cool as a kind of a a welcome to fatherhood thing so uh, shout out to steve and and his uh cool little family over there we have to get otis and arthur uh, his kid to to meet and uh have a a fun rivalry like steve and i have uh, eventually (laughs) future tag team i think future tag team. yeah there you go right there (laughs) yeah tag team that will uh yeah and then barbershop window each other somehow yeah. <laughs> yeah well well i've seen the videos of him uh dancing to kenny Loggins, so he might be a little bit too busy for wrestling these days i think just to be fair but uh but listen who who needs wrestling when you've got i'm all right and nobody's fool and all those great hits handy come on oh man. yeah he really uh he's loving the yacht rock lately he actually just like grabbed my phone before i put him down for a nap and somehow he navigated to a, a yacht rock uh, playlist that i have on spotify and not you know slamming his fingers against the phone so he, he somehow navigated to the song that he's been really into <laughs> lately <laughs> well uh today andy we're here to do another music memories episode and for those that may not know music memories is when i have on a guest to talk about three memories from their wrestling fandom that are strongly linked to music in some way it could be from a wrestler's theme it could be a TV or pay-per-view theme, could be from a game, an album, a movie or show about wrestling perhaps, whatever it may be. And it's not about, you know, analyzing the music like we normally do on the show. It's more of a casual conversation about these themes, about these memories. And um, no spoiler here yet, Andy, but uh, looking at your choices here, no big surprises, I don't think, given what I know about your your wrestling fandom and your <laughs> tastes in wrestling. Um, but no, you, you asked me earlier for just a list of songs that were already picked for Music Memories and I gave you the list, and you were like, oh my god, there's so many songs. So <laughs> I know it took you a while to, to think of some, but uh, you got your three eventually, and uh, here we are. Yeah, definitely. I haven't. I, I still keep up w- with the podcast, and I try and listen to, you know, I'm not watching very much wrestling at all, as, as I alluded to, whether or not I, I had Otis. I'm just kind of checked out of a lot of modern stuff, and I think every other month I get really deep into uh, some, like, old uh, pro or some old old territory stuff just randomly you know browsing youtube but um i've just been too busy for uh, a lot of wrestling and everyone's busy but i just have not been super into it but um yeah reflecting on some of the themes and, and choose going you know narrowing my list down to 10 and then three for this episode has got got the bug back in me a little bit so uh it's been fun and it's been fun to uh explore uh, listen to some past um music memories episodes that I, that I hadn't heard and, and see people's picks was uh, very different from, I guess, I think the three that I'm picking um, for the most part. And uh, I think that's great. I think it's cool to have that kind of like personal touch uh, on the feed. Yeah. I mean, that's what these episodes are all about. You know, there's no hard set rule for the music. It's all up to the individual taste of each guest. So that's kind of the point there. Yeah. So 
Um, all right, well, let's get to it then here, Andy. Uh, what is your first music memory for us? Yeah, my first music memory is uh, the theme of WrestleMania 7. I believe it's also the theme of WrestleMania 6 and maybe 8. I have to remember that. And uh, yeah, it's by Jim Johnston. It's just the, the classic WrestleMania uh, theme for me personally. <laughs> Yeah, WrestleMania 7, if I, whenever people like, ask that question, whether that's in like, I am still a member of the VOW Discord, uh, but when we've ever talked about this, whether it was when I was writing for VOW and, and uh, in the Slack or on Twitter or there's a, there could be threads or in the Discord or anything like that, be like, when did you start watching wrestling? And, and I'm 30, I'm almost, I'm almost 38, I'm 37. Um, I started watching wrestling a long time ago, a lot longer than a lot of my contemporaries, I think, and not as long as some other people, like, you know, Joe, the Joes or anybody like that. But um, my first show that I can, like, distinctly remember watching is WrestleMania 7. Um, and so it's probably the show I've seen the most, the pay-per-view I've seen the most. Um, I don't think it was the first wrestling I ever saw because I definitely knew the wrestlers going into that show by the first time I watched it. But it's the first, like, start-to-finish pay-per-view that I can remember watching. I'm sure I caught... Um, you know, one of the Saturday night or Saturday morning uh, WWF shows that they had in the early 90s um, at some point when I was like three or four years old. But, you know, uh, WrestleMania 7 for me is just one of my all-time favorite shows. Um, it's not the best WrestleMania. It's not even probably in the top 10 um, as far as actual match quality goes. But uh, there are three, I think, great matches, including one of my top three probably favorite matches of all time. Um, and yeah, it's just something that's that's near and dear to my heart. And um WrestleMania has had some great themes, but this is the one that, that really sticks out to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is the one in L.A. with Hogan Slaughter on the main event, which yep. uh, famously they had to move from the big arena to the smaller one because of, uh, quote-unquote, bomb threats, uh, which, you know, yeah. is code for <laughs> bad ticket sales. But uh, sure, we'll go with bomb threats, fine. But um, but it also has Undertaker in his first media match, which is also a pretty big deal. And uh, I'm assuming the match that you mentioned earlier there as one of your favorites of all time is um, Warrior Savage, the retirement match. Yep. Yeah, I think that's one of those ones that I just never get bored of. I mean, I'm I'm a big Ultimate Warrior mark, which is a weird thing to say. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's dead, so whatever. I mean, not not a good person. Um, and you know, a lot of the stuff uh, that happened while he was alive was uh, you know just not not great. And um, the way that he died was still I was like that was what a crazy thing to come back get inducted to the hall of fame and then be on raw and then die the next day or that night or whatever like one of the craziest <laughs> stories ever in wrestling uh but yeah that match is something especially the, the moments after with the, the randy savage redemption and and all that stuff is just um it's something that that will never leave me and i think is like wwe melodrama done right um they've had some great uh, melodrama and dramatic angles since then but it's still to this day you know what is it I don't even know the math. 30 years later, more than that, 32 years later, it's still, um, to me, just, just the peak um, of, of that. And uh, I love it. So, um, yeah, it's great. 
I almost chose, uh, I want to have something from the show and I almost was going to see if I could do the, the Willie Nelson uh, opener where he sings, um, uh, oh Jesus, God bless America. Is America the, the beautiful or well, anyway, he does something. He might even do this, the Star Spangled Banner, but he opens it and he's wears like, a, he has like a ringer baseball t-shirt with like the uh, uh, world heavyweight championship or maybe he has the belt on. It's like a kid's toy belt because he's just a, a frail <laughs> little guy. And Willie Nelson's, you know, probably my favorite musician. So I almost... I uh, thought about having him do that, but I think the theme itself is it really works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the title of it you didn't say, but uh, it's called the Grand Spectacle. Is the oh, uh, the yeah, official I, name? I just know it as Re- WrestleMania Seven theme. <laughs> that, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's fine, but um, but yeah, you know, with the guitar riff and the horns in there, it's a very fitting WrestleMania kind of theme for sure, and a fitting name too. And um, I'm glad you picked it because you know there's the other. WrestleMania theme from around that time period, you know, the, whoa, whoa, it's WrestleMania. And, you know, between WrestleMania themes episode and WrestleMania, the album and Linda McMahon and, uh, Alan Farrell's music memories. Um, we played that song just ad nauseum on the show over the years. <laughs> so I'm glad you picked a song that is also very iconic when it comes to mania, but, uh, you know, isn't as overplayed on the show as, as that one is. So thank you, Andy. Yeah, and you know, uh, thankfully and, and hopefully, uh, the, the listeners at home aren't going to get the, the Vince McMahon voiceovers. You know, oh, it's WrestleMania, the <laughs> Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, the Ultimate Challenge. You know, all this. It's just like that's just so that that whole way of introducing pay per views really from like nineteen eighty nine or uh, up until like nineteen ninety three um, is really. I mean, that's that's my favorite era of wrestling, basically. Um, whether it's in uh, WWF or, or WCW or anything like that. It's just that's that's my favorite time period. I think that's because when I that's when I first really got into it. The Mega Powers explode oh, at WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, and I thought about you know if I wanted to tie it to, to anything else, but yeah, I think um, it's just it's a it's a memorable one. I, I did, speaking of Drew, we talked about him earlier. He I asked him like what he would choose. Are we just talking about me coming on here? And and he said he would choose Easy Lover uh, by Phil yeah, Collins. So. Of course. <laughs> which is uh, pretty funny. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right, that was number one. Uh, Andy, what is music memory number two? All right, uh, music memory number two for me is uh, one of my favorite uh, Japanese themes of the early 90s and one that is uh, was hard for me to choose uh, between mil- many different themes, but this is one that he was probably my first favorite Japanese wrestler and the first one that I really remember seeing a picture of him being like, holy crap. I need to find anything with this guy, and that is Hayabusa, uh, his theme, which I'm forgetting the title of uh, right now. Fight but with Dream. Fight with Dream, of course. Yes, <laughs> I want to say take that dream, but I think that I think that's ten uh, ten room maybe. So yeah. Anyway, uh, our it doesn't matter. Fight with Dream, perfect. Hayabusa's theme uh, from FMW. It's just 
I have like distinct memories of watching, you know, scouring the internet in like 56k internet days, and and some of our older uh, wrestling fans. I think maybe Alan or, or Rich or someone's talked about this at, at a time of you know having to go through these bootleg sites or trying to find like wrestling files on Napster and LimeWire and things like that. that these videos that were like you know 240 by like. 180 or what you know like the smallest video size it would take you six to ten hours to download these things and they'd only play in real player and i remember just like typing in hayabusa or typing in fmw after i saw them in probably after mags um and you know that is to me fmw um is is probably my favorite promotion i don't necessarily think it's the best promotion there's lots of bad stuff off, off fmw but like if i were to run a wrestling promotion fmw would be kind of my vision because it's just all over the place um it, it's just crazy it's a huge spectacle um in hayabusa for me obviously onita's the biggest name and, and uh that's that but hayabusa's theme and his look um i think i probably also saw him early on uh in wcw or nwo world tour on the nintendo 64 uh, as hannibal i believe and um yeah, that's who i always plays played as and um it's just such a cool theme i love like the I don't know how you describe it. Maybe you'd be better at it, but the dun 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 dun. dun. It's just uh, it's so cool, and he just with his look, it just feels still to this day gets me hyped when I watch uh, old matches with him. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's one of those guys who I only got to know and see after he had to retire. I never got to actually watch him wrestle during his career in any way, which is a shame because, like you said, if I had seen him when I was like a kid or whatever. He would have been my favorite guy for sure because, you know, I've said before on the show how when I was a kid, Rey Mysterio, I just fell in love with that guy because he looked cool and did amazing moves. And if I was eight or nine and I saw Hayabusa do a Phoenix Splash, my mind would have exploded. You know, that that would have been it right there because everything about him, you know, it just screams cool. He looks badass. He does these amazing moves. He has cool music. You know, he's all scarred up like Sabu. Like he's, you know, he does death matches. He does high flying matches. Yeah. Yeah, even the name Fight with Dream just has this very, you know, captivating feeling to it, you know, and he just has this very unique, cool vibe about him just in general. And that's half the battle right there, I think. And, you know, I'm lucky to have grown up with Rey Mysterio and, and Dragon Kid and Will Ospreay and Ricochet and all these guys who do amazing things in the ring, don't get me wrong. But, you know, who was the guy who inspired those guys? It was Hayabusa. Right. You know, I mean, Osprey last year literally wore a Hayabusa mask and tribute gear for a match of his. So the influence is is quite clear, I think, for a lot of guys. And I'm glad we had the footage, of course, but, you know, I just wish I got to see him, you know, in real time, I suppose, Andy. Yeah, and it's not like I was watching. I wasn't necessarily tape trading. I mean, I think the only tapes I ever did trade uh, because I didn't, didn't have the money, so I wasn't really into that, was for FMW tapes. And I don't know, they were just compilations of some kind, maybe a year in review or something like that, maybe an anniversary show. Um but, you know, I, I, growing up in Oregon, we didn't get ECW until it was on TNN. Um, and so some of these, this extreme matches I would see in, in the magazines again. Um, I would see Taz, I would hear about uh, Triple Threat, I would hear about uh, all these people. But, I, you know, when I first started to see ECW was towards the end uh, and, you know, the grand scheme of things and, and the watered down version. And then there's still some great stuff there. I mean, seeing you know, RVD versus Jerry Lynn and seeing uh, Tajiri and Super Crazy and, and still like those those last days of Taz and things like that, like awesome. I, and I would stay up late and watch that. But um, I knew 
Hayabusa for whatever reason, you know, pictures, video games, things like that. And when I had internet and the capability just to try and download videos on, again, a 56K modem, we uh, would take a long time. You know, I was looking for FMW and I was looking for Hayabusa in, in particular and great Sasuke because also he looked like a ninja. He wasn't in FMW, uh, you know, a, a, a original, but he was in there a handful of times, but just like these cool guys. I was like, whoa, what is this? Like I had no affinity for New Japan juniors until probably you know the 2010s like it was all fmw uh, as far as japanese stuff goes and, until then so uh that is my favorite promotion that's still to me aesthetically uh, other than the next one uh, we'll talk about uh probably my favorite promotion it's it's just it doesn't rope it's not for everybody uh he's not for everybody I, I hear people who don't think he's any good and he's sloppy and all that and that's something that makes it so exciting to me um he's just he wasn't super over compared to anita uh no one is but like um yeah he's just awesome and uh still to this day i, I wouldn't call him my favorite wrestler ever uh, but i would put him like on my greatest wrestler ever list just because again of that inspiration factor and enough like awesome moments that um yeah he's someone who i just hold really near and dear to to my heart and my fandom um Sorry, I'm ram- rambling, trying to think of... No, no, rambling uh, is good. We like rambling here. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> yeah, I think they did They did use this. Uh, the uh, Hayabusa and Jin Station Zaki went into ECW. I think they used Fight with Dream uh, in ECW, which uh, those matches are, I'm sure, dubbed. But I'm pretty sure they used the Hayabusa statement, not uh, Jin Station Zaki's um, theme, um, which uh, is also awesome. But yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. But for people who did watch ECW and didn't watch FMW, they may have heard it there uh, but it's just something i don't know it's so cinematic uh in its scope and i just love that love fight with dream as a song still to this day mm-hmm. yeah yeah and uh hayabusa no longer with us sadly he died way too young he was only 47 oh, years old which is, is crazy and he got the injury when he was i think 32 so it's 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 very very sad ending to his career unfortunately and um actually this is kind of a screwed up thing i guess but i think one of the first times i ever saw hayabusa was in some just random wrestling music video of botches. I think it was pre-Botchamania even. And one of the clips was the infamous Hayabusa botch, where he goes for a springboard moonsault in the ring, which you know is a lion's salt, really. And he's done it a million times, I'm sure. But this time he slipped on the ropes, and he just landed right on his head. And it paralyzed him, and he never wrestled again. And um, you know, thankfully, a few years ago, before he died, there's that famous video of him being able to get up out of his wheelchair and walk up the steps into the ring for the first time. And, you know, all these wrestlers are there, like Tenru and Mudo and Marafuji, and, you know, Dragon Kid is crying, and he's in the ring, and, you know, Shinsaki does the ten-bell salute, and it's it's very emotional and a very, very heartwarming, you know, moment for a guy who just had his career taken away from him just like that. So, yeah, all told, a pretty sad story for... You know, a very iconic and influential figure in wrestling, but at least he was able to get that moment towards the end, Andy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, other gimmicks, got other theme songs, but this is this is the one that everyone uh, associates with him. Uh, um, but yeah, lives on forever. I mean, with his look, uh, when when wrestling bootlegging, and that, I come from that community a little bit, like bootleg tees and things like that. Um, you know, I made some uh, for some shoot style promotions and whatnot. Um, there was a period probably in 2016 2015 uh, to 2018 where like other than great muda themed stuff like hayabusa was like the top like everyone was making hayabusa gear because it's so easy to make him look cool because he is just one of the coolest 
looking wrestlers of all time. Um, it's a combination of like a bunch of different like looks and gimmicks, but it just still looks cool to this day. Like it, he looks like a superhero or like an anime character or something. In fact, did you read um, Do a Powerbomb, the uh, uh, Daniel Warren Johnston comic that came out this year? I have not. Or no. last year? Oh, so it's really good. I know that I know that you've been uh, we're friends on Goodreads uh, behind the curtain. Uh, I know <laughs> that you've been reading some comics here and there, but there's a really good kind of sci-fi wrestling comic uh, co-signed by uh, Kelly ha- uh, Harris. Will will also say is really good uh, that came out last year. And the the main uh, I guess antagonist, but then also becomes a uh, you know one of the main wrestlers in it is is just a Hayabusa caught like a ripped like Hulk Hogan body, but like in a Hayabusa costume, um, like it's still such a iconic look. And I think really does kind of look like a comic book similar to Liger in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll check it out. Definitely. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so Andy, what is your third and final music memory for us? All right. My third and final music memory. And you said you were not surprised by this. This was actually my last pick. Um, I probably wanted to pick something from this genre of wrestling. Um, and I was deciding between a few different things. I won't spoil those in case other people use them, but I, I do think uh, this genre of shoot style, uh, which is something that a lot of people uh, used to know me for. I had had a, a you know, a 20 something episode uh, podcast about shoot style called friends for years. And I do tend to like more grappling heavy matches in general. Um, and my favorite promotion is fighting network rings or rings as, as everyone knows it as um, has a lot of great themes. And uh, what I discovered when, when first watching these promotions uh, in this style in particular uh, was I found uh, maybe my favorite wrestler of all time, uh, someone who has less than a hundred matches and uh, might be, in my eyes, the best to ever do it. Um, and it's not Kyoshi Tamura, who's also amazing, uh, but it is nothing, no one else uh, but the great Russian Volk Han in his theme called Second Rendezvous. So, God, that's such an epic theme. <laughs> um, Volkan, if no one's, if you've never seen him, and I, there might not be a ton of crossover in days, I think there are a lot of people, um, there's, you know, there's a big divide, or it used to be, I think everyone kind of just watches whatever they want at this point, but especially during COVID and pre-COVID, everyone wants to get wars about styles of wrestling and what's the best, and, and it still happens. I'm definitely out of that circle now, but... You know, a lot of people don't like shoot style. Um, they will say, like, Kyoshi Tamura is great. Um, they'll say, uh, you know, like, Yuki Ishikawa is great. Um, but, like, some of these, and they usually will like Volkan, but, like, to me, he's someone who I don't understand not liking. Um, I know people don't like the style. It's too slow for them. I'd rather just watch MMA or whatever. But this tall not doughy, but not super like ripped Russian guy with like a Beatles haircut in these like kind of ugly blue tights. Um, but like the best, you know, Sambo uh, fighter, just one of the best mission wrestlers I've ever seen coming out to this theme that sounds like, 
I don't know, like a horror movie, like Russian, I don't know, like a militaristic horror movie. Like you could see people like running away with this song playing uh, some kind of like zombified, you know, soldiers or something like that. And it's just, it's loud. It's epic. The lights go out. You got like these uh, organ, the organ and the, the high pitched, um, you know, choir sounds. And it's just, I don't know. It's something that I was like, oh man, the first time I saw him, I'd heard about him. And then I hear the theme uh, and, and kind of his first matches. And I was just blown away. And um, it just fits in perfectly. There's some themes that just fit wrestlers perfectly. And a second rendezvous is, I think, uh, one of those themes that fits Volcon just super perfect. Yeah, I can wax poetic with you about Hayabusa, no problem. Um, waxing poetic about Volkan, though, uh, not so much. <laughs> not that I hate him, don't get me wrong, I just haven't watched him, you know? I I haven't watched really any of that 90s shoot-style Japan stuff, like Reigns sure. or Pancrase or UWFI or whatever. It's just not really my thing. You know, I love Brian Danielson, I love Zack Sabre Jr. and those guys, but this kind of stuff is not really my bag, baby, as uh, Austin Powers would say. <laughs> um, but... But yeah, again, listen, the whole point of Music Memories is not my preferences, it's the guest preferences. And as I said earlier, Andy, you know, no big shocker here you'd pick this one, because as long as I've known you, you've been a big fan of this kind of shoot-style stuff. So, you know, will I sit here and list off my 50 favorite rings matches? No, of course not. But <laughs> the song is pretty good. There is that at least, Andy. So it's got that going for it, I think. <laughs> Yeah, and I definitely, like, with you, like, I definitely understand, um, and not just you, but, like, you know, some of our contemporaries and, and, and folks, whether in the VOW circle or else, you know, other places, like, there are, especially if you think about, like, modern interpretations of shoot style, whether that's Bloodsport or um, when, you know, some indies try and do what they call UWFI matches, things like that, like, a lot of them are super boring, and I definitely understand, like, people not liking, like, modern-day hard hit or um you know these things like that and and i i don't begrudge people i think it's i think a lot of it is interesting if it's done well uh but that's because i gravitate more towards it but i, I do want to like tell you and then also um you know anyone listening like a lot of that stuff early on uh, especially you know the first like five years of rings uh, when it is it is still a pro wrestling promotion a lot of it is like super exciting, super hard hitting. It's not sitting in a hold that does happen, but it's done with such drama um, that it really feels like a, you know, like a really ramped up UFC fight or like a no holds, like early UFC or like no holds barred type fight. Um, a lot of the times, like the slaps are and crazy, the kicks are crazy. Volcon in particular, and then tomorrow later on, like they're able to pull these submissions just like out of thin air uh, that look like so much more painful uh, than like you know what basically anyone does nowadays and they probably are um and there's some there's something about at least certain style promotions rings being one of them early uwf um, and things like that where when people try and imitate them nowadays it looks like really poor because you have these people coming from all over with different kinds of training coming together to try and imitate a style whereas these were like schools right they were like schools trained by a particular person or having experts in a martial arts field learning how to be a pro wrestler and so you have people who you know their their shooty stuff their their uh more kind of mma what would later become known as mma uh, style stuff you know that's their, their background and so they're going to look a lot better at, at this kind of stuff than and maybe worse at the pro wrestling angle and so uh whereas if you're a pro wrestler you might be good at but then not be very good at the, the mma style stuff and so it's just this reverse thing uh, and they're able to work with each other and it's just anyway there I, I definitely have i haven't even finished my rings watch through for many years ago um 
but I do have like a big folder of like matches that I recommend. And, and I've sent some with like particular wrestlers who aren't so into like the submissions and things like that, especially from rings um, that are super exciting, like heavy suplex, heavy matches. This is matches that feel like you're watching like, you know, Ishii almost like with the, the way that the strikes happen or it's just, there's some crazy stuff there. You just definitely, it's intimidating to take that dive in. And uh, you know, a lot of the folks online, uh, some of them, get under people's gills uh, around around their uh, <laughs> opinions and things like that and, and i'm part of that crowd and, and i say that lovingly and also understanding that like there's some people who you know are very online and want <laughs> people to, to think exactly like them so uh it can be intimidating and no one it's not for everybody but uh there is some great stuff that i think kind of transcends uh you know the style i should say yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important if you have any interest whatsoever in a certain type of company or a certain style of wrestling, then, you know, whether it's, you know, a a big interest or a small interest, you should at least give it a chance at least once, you know, because, you know, you might like it. And if you don't, then there's plenty of wrestling in the sea. You know, there's an entire ocean of wrestling out there to watch (laughs) and discover and like or not like. So that's the beauty of wrestling, I think. And um and yeah, and, and as far as Volkan goes, I did not know this until recently. Volkan is not his real name. No. It's a ring name. Yeah. His real name is a lot longer. Yes. Uh, it's Magomedkan Amunaleyevich Gamzatkanov, which just rolls off the tongue so smoothly there, Andy. I don't know why he <laughs> changed it, but um, but yeah, Volkan, uh, Volk is Russian for wolf. Yes. Han is just a shortening of the name, so there you go, Volkan. Like Otis Labar, a very strong name. <laughs> I would have and um and uh and yeah I, i've seen a few photos and videos of him too he's not built like a greek god he's kind of like a dad looks wise but <laughs> he's big and he knows his wrestling and his sambo and his martial arts and you know sure he has a nice smile but <laughs> you don't want to get him his bad side i don't think andy that, that's no. for sure yeah volk extremely unique like in rings and that he is like really long and a, a lot of the people are i mean there's some taller guys but you got some shorter folks and and whatnot but he's like a submission specialist rather than a striking specialist but he's tall um and he, and you know he has like kind of longer limbs and so i don't know he has some that are just absolutely brutal and um you know kind of gets all different styles and uh he is great he also has a uh, he has one of the all-time uh, great fire pro names uh which is uh, wolf burn uh so again kind of you know in the early fire pro games they had uh fake names because they didn't have licenses but they'd have like you know hundreds of wrestlers uh but his nickname was the hot dog so the hot dog wolf burn which is uh one of the best names ever yeah that's great <laughs> I'm trying to remember some names i know vader was saber in the fire pro games there's yeah. that one at least mm-hmm. so uh but yeah, there's a whole slew of fake names that are great in those games yeah uh, I always remember uh, Bill Goldberg, uh, Neo Human Die Finger, which is <laughs> right, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Macho Macho Star Axe Duggan for Hogan. Like it's just there's really silly ones, but yeah, some really. I almost had a back when I had my uh, uh, drafting style uh, podcast. Um, it only lasted three episodes, but I I wanted to do like best fake wrestler like video game wrestler names, but draft and just cause some of them are so funny throughout all the different uh, mini wrestling video games. Yeah, it's kind of like the meme of the Japanese game from the 90s that had to come up with like a bunch of fake American baseball player names. Oh, so no. <laughs> it's kind of like the wrestling version of that pretty much. Yeah. 
All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Music of the Mat. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, Andy, thank you for being here again. This was just a lot of fun. Uh, we didn't go as long as the Vader episode, um, <laughs> and there weren't as many uh, rock or metal themes this time around either, but uh, still, this was just a real blast uh, talking with you about these memories and about these songs. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, probably uh, good that I'm not going super long. A lot of the, my old podcasts, whether I was producing them or I was guest with you or uh, on other old VOW podcasts, I have a tendency to go like three hours. So uh, probably good to keep it under an hour. That's how I, I like to listen to podcasts anyway. So thanks for having me. It's great to be back and, and on the airwaves again. Um, and I'd love to come back at, at some point uh, with a themed episode. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any plugs you want to give? Go right ahead. Uh, not much right now. As I mentioned, my Twitter is currently locked, so I'm not really going to uh, tweet that. And that's just because I'm potentially in the uh, job hunt field. And not that I say anything too controversial. I just think that's a safe thing to do. Um, I do have an article as part of the Wrestling 101 series on Voices of Wrestling uh, that will probably be up by the time this podcast drops. Um, it's uh, one of my favorite matches of all time. Uh, it's going to be uh, in a series of matches, mostly around cage matches. Uh, so take a look at that. Uh, it's the first time I've written about wrestling in almost two years, uh, I think. Um, so that was fun to write and uh, kind of succinctly uh, encapsulates a lot of my feelings about wrestling and, and one, some of the things I struggle with uh, nowadays. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Um, join the VOW Music League, where I'm destroying you in second place, though. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah, it's just uh, I don't have too much to plug. Just uh, be nice to each other um, and then watch YouTube uh, Tim Horner Shameless. That was my alternate pick, which is Tim Horner from Smoky Mountain Wrestling in Memphis uh, Wrestling covering Garth Brooks. Uh, in a terrible, terrible rendition. <laughs> yeah, I also wrote a blurb a few months ago for the Wrestling 101 series uh, about the uh, famous Kobashi and Kikuchi versus Can-Am Express match from All Japan. Oh, what a match. Uh, which is, yeah, an amazing match, and that was a lot of fun to write about. And uh, the whole series by Robin Reed and Kevin Hare is great, so yeah, check that out for sure. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun and, and seeing uh, Aaron uh, A.T. write his like reviews around a lot of matches that he hasn't seen is... He's a great writer, so it's cool to see him do something uh, he's passionate about. Mm -hmm, definitely. And Music of the Met is, of course, part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. You can find all the great shows on there at VoicesOfWrestling.com. Follow the show on Twitter at Music of the Met. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew T. Rich. VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Discord for all discussions and comments. VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Donate. For any donations, uh, just click the big donate button beneath the name Music of the Met. If you donate, hey, thanks so much. You're awesome. And of course, rate, review, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many other places. Andy, thank you again, and I'll see you around. All right. Thanks, Andrew. Take care. All right. For Andy Labar, I'm Andrew Rich, and I'll see you next time on Music of the Met. Take care, guys. <laughs> Music of the Mad is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The songs used throughout this show are property of their respective copyright holders. Hi, I'm Case Lowe, co-host of the Open the Voice Gate podcast. The one question I'm constantly asked when it comes to Dragon Gate is how do I get into the promotion? Well, stop asking and start listening to the Open the Voice Gate podcast released every Wednesday on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. For exclusive news and show reviews, look no further than the leader in Dragon Gate coverage, Open the Voice Gate.